guys. This is Joy. And this is Claire. Hi. Wherever you are in the world, hello. Thank you for joining us. And we are in the month of June. It's very exciting. We have officially entered the month of Scott's birthday where I start to freak out about what to buy him for his birthday. Actually, I've been freaking out for a couple months. (laughs) Okay. Um, Do you have any categories in mind? Well, here's what I've been thinking. And this happened, I believe, last, not this, I don't know, like two Christmases ago. I was considering buying him a new coffee maker because the one we have is from when we got married. Like we got it as a wedding present. That was 15 years ago. So it's pretty old. And I mean, it works great. It's a Cuisinart. It's a pretty nice one, but they last forever, you know, I'm sure. And we clean it all the time. You know, like you run through the, like the descaling, all that crap. Right. It's only got one function. It's not like. Yeah. It's so, but I also am like, I'm sure there's like leveling up of the coffee situation that would be great for him. Which side note, thank you to the listener who wrote in and said like, Uh, referencing last week's episode about the coffee and like buying it in bulk. And she's like, buying it in small batch really supports farmers and it supports local businesses. And you, it's kind of like Ned, where we know where the products are coming from. We know which farmers we're supporting. (laughs) I thought, I literally thought Brandon was coming up behind me. That's how like real that looked. (laughs) chat, which is a lot of you, Brandon literally just walked up behind Claire and scared the crap out of both of us, even though he's not in the room that I am in. It was so startling. that <laughs> I didn't hear him open the door because it wasn't closed all the way. And I didn't. So I had no idea. And all of a sudden, he was just behind me in the video. And we both, he saw, just, him the same we both saw him in the video at the same time. It just scared the crap out of us. Okay. Oh my gosh, sorry that was that we had to recover from that. That was really funny. Uh, (laughs) I think I'm like just the how he appeared in the video. I'm like, he's it almost felt like I had to turn around. Oh my gosh. We can uh, export that part of the video. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Lindsay said this is why being in the live recording is worth it. It's true. (laughs) Everyone who's like wants to wait till Thursday for it to come out, you really miss a lot. You really miss a lot of the context. Okay, so as far as like the small badge, it's like Ned, you know where the farmers or you know what farmers are supporting. And so that really reiterated the importance for buying small she batch. She even talked about how it like, can be a little bit healthier because bigger batch yeah. can get moldy. So I appreciate yeah. that. I appreciate the, what's nerd? Not benefits. Yeah, benefits of like small batch things in general. I do think there's something to be said, you know, if you're on a budget, you're on a budget, which unfortunately tends to be the number one priority. You know, if you are on a tight budget, that's your priority. You got to buy stuff in bulk. It was a nice little vote for like, hey, don't forget, buying stuff in bulk is actually not even, not always, but I would probably argue not normally the most ethical way to consume things. Wait, did you say not buying things in bulk? Yeah, like buying small batch things, I would argue is typically a more ethical way to consume because you right. you do know more about typically about the origin of that product unless you're buying in bulk from directly from a supplier. Right. 
Yeah. So anyway, that could be a toll on like podcast, let alone. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like buying and supporting local businesses. And I think like that's, that's very, very important. Like this weekend we were in Westcliff and I went to the local coffee roaster that if you're ever in Westcliff, Colorado, uh, it is Peregrine, Peregrine. I, yeah. Anyway, I'll post a link, but if you're ever in Westcliff, it's like, Peregrine? it's Peregrine. Yeah. Peregrine. That's a type of falcon. That's how you pronounce it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then learn something. Fun fact, the peregrine falcon is the fastest land animal. Oh, really? Yeah. Hold on. So as you guys all know, Miles is like really into wildlife. He's also really into going fast. So this is the peregrine falcon is the fastest land animal. However, I think it's like, I don't know. I would maybe say, I don't know if I would give it to it because the reason it's the fastest land animal is because it has a very fast dive from flying in the air. It can like dive towards its prey, which brings me to the question. If I fell off a balcony, would you call me the fastest land animal? Mm. Would that be like Mm. a personal speed record? I don't think so. Are you an animal though? Are you a land? You are an animal. I would consider myself to be a land animal, yes. Okay, all right. (laughs) What I'm saying Uh, is like, would that be like (laughs) a personal best for me in speed? I don't think I would qualify that moment of falling due to gravity. Sure. So anyway, just my two cents about that title of fastest land animal. Peregrine. Yes. Peregrine. Okay, Peregrine, Westcliff, Colorado. Uh, That makes sense because their logo is like this big bird. I just never paid attention to that. (laughs) Peregrine? Uh, it's like I just see the sign and I just like the coffee, you know? So anyway, they're they're amazing and they have delicious drinks. I always get the lavender latte when I'm there. The guy that's like the head barista knows everything about coffee. Anyway, this whole story, it does relate to Peregrine because I was there and I saw this coffee maker that they had kind of displayed And they were like, this is the recommended coffee maker. This is like what if you're looking for a coffee maker at home, this is what we would recommend. So I looked it up. It's called it's simply good coffee, simplygoodcoffee.com. And I mean, I know you guys can't see this like at home. I'm holding up the sign or the my phone of the picture of it. It's like a pretty basic like drip coffee maker. That's kind of like I'm on the hunt for just basic. I don't need an espresso machine. I don't need like, I mean, we have a Nespresso machine that I really like. And Scott's kind of like, he'll use it from time to time. But he really likes drip coffee and, again, likes the small batch coffee. That feels like a Scott gift, like an elevated essential. Yes, right. Exactly. An elevated essential. There's also, I'll I'll try to find the link. Sometimes at Ozo, they sell this brand that has this very chic-looking coffee grinder and scale combination. And and it's expensive. And it's like the, you know, it's fancy barista style. Maybe you could get them like a whole set of elevated coffee essentials. Yeah, and the thing that I like about our coffee maker right now is it has the included coffee grinder because we buy like the full bean coffee. So this one doesn't have a grinder, which yeah. I mean, grinders it's, are really inexpensive. But yeah. so that's kind of where I'm at as far as the Scott Parrish gift extravaganza for his birthday. And then he always starts this time of year confusing me on which day his birthday is because I think I put it in the calendar wrong one year and I could never remember if it's the 26th, the 28th, and it is the 28th because you put it in your calendar. To I have me. it in my calendar. Remind Joy when Scott birth- Scott's birthday is because for the first like several years that we were friends, she every year would be like, which day is it? 
And so finally I put it in my calendar. So I have a calendar reminder. Let's find it's it. the 28th, right? If I get it wrong, I'm going to be so mad. That's so funny. Because I always, the, th- the way that I remind my, remind myself now is that it's the, it's the larger number. Because I get oh. confused on the even. I'm like, is uh-huh. it the 26th or the 28th? They're both even numbers. And now, why I don't have this in my calendar after 15 years, 16 yeah, you years. you should put it in your calendar. I think, you know, I cheat and I just look that, I just look up on Facebook. I'm not finding my reminder. Oh, no. Oh, no. Maybe I only had it in there for like five years. Um, well, happy almost birthday, Scott. I like the idea of an elevated coffee essential. June 28th. June 28th. Great. <laughs> and um, if anybody else has any great gift ideas, like if you have given a man in your life a great gift in the last year and you really want, you think that it might be a candidate for a gift for Scott, please let us know. There There's we two Lindsay's in the chat. Welcome both Lindsay's. There. Oh, I was I was confused because I was like I'm used to one Lindsay because I know the I know the yeah. one Lindsay I don't know this new Lindsay. this new Lindsay who are you No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> People in the chat showing up. We got off to a slow start with the chat, but today. It's, it's picking up. It's, it's picking Memorial up. Day. We're recording this at 7 a.m. So Super people, early for us. Some people might Maybe be not for you. Some other stuff. Yeah, it's a holiday weekend. Are you guys doing anything for Memorial Day? Well, we just got back from Westcliff. We just hung out and my dad and Scott are building a deck in their backyard. So my parents have like a pretty small back deck. And so we were like, you should do this wraparound deck because they have a deck on the side of their house and it would be really easy to kind of just like add on to that. So they were doing building things, with which my dad just really thought that was great. And the weather's beautiful and the creek was running. It's the deck for creek watching. Yes. I mean, the the deck on the side is definitely for creek watching, but they have like a smaller deck on the back that would also be great for creek watching because the their house kind of like wraps around the creek. So it's going to be perfect. And it was so cute because like Joe got in the water and he was like climbing up the creek and it was, he's like a little fearless guy. So it was really fun. And then we got back and now we're just kind of like hanging out today. I have like memories of running the Boulder Boulder, the Boulder Boulders this morning, the race that we talk about all the time. It's today as of this recording. Everyone's running and having a good time. It's beautiful weather. So yeah. And the other thing I was, I mean, I'm not doing Murph today, but there, I've done Murph more times than I've done the Boulder Boulder by far. I've only done the Boulder Boulder twice. I also always think of like showing up to do Murph and then like grilling at the gym. Murph is one of the things I miss the most about CrossFit. Just like I those events. I do too. Yeah, I do miss the events. Like Friday Night so Lights type of events. Totally. I, I still miss really that. miss being at Roots. CrossFit Roots in Boulder is probably at this point the only CrossFit gym I would pay to be part of because it is expensive. I have come over the years. I was, I've had memberships at seven or eight CrossFit gyms. Um, because we moved so much during that part of my life. The only, not the only, I went to many wonderful gyms with many wonderful people and many wonderful coaches. And I also went to some gyms that had less wonderful coaches and it made me really appreciate CrossFit Roots. And I wish that I lived closer to there. Mm-hmm. But during the open, they always were posting things on Instagram like Friday Night Lights where they had like everyone went all out. They like split everyone into teams and they have like karaoke challenges. Oh, and like so fun. It was, it looked like so fun. DJ. I, like, oh, I want to, I want to like have a, a community of adult friends. That looks like yeah. fun. Maybe one yeah. day I'll be able to go back. I've actually been sort of like negotiating with Brandon of like, okay, so. If you can figure out how to go twice a week, then the membership would be worth it because he works right by there. Oh, right by the new cross? Or yeah. I shouldn't say new, but they had to yeah. move, right? They had to yeah. move. But even before they moved, like he works, they only moved like a mile away. And he mm-hmm. works right in that area. Like he just works on the other side of Foothills. But anyway, 
so I keep like negotiating with him. I don't like, I don't know how you would make this happen, but if you make it happen, then I can make it happen. And I feel like I could justify the cost if we're both doing it. Doing a membership for, for roots. Yeah. Like if you do like a, like a, like a couple's membership, a couple's membership. Yeah. Yeah. So what is Brandon doing for workouts these days? Nothing really. Okay. Like occasionally he'll, I mean, very occasionally, like probably once a month or less, he'll like do something in the garage. But the, mm-hmm. we have a, still like a pretty good, good garage gym set up, but our garage itself is just like still very much in disarray, which we moved a year ago and it's still – it's better than it has been. We can park a car in there, which has been nice with all the hail we've been getting. But oh, yeah, he mostly kind of just like relies on the fact that his job is so physical. You know, he's mm. on his feet his entire shift. He's moving pe- – so Brandon, if you guys – I think most people know this. He's a circulating surgical nurse, which basically means like he gets the room and the patient set up. He's not in the sterile field. Like he's not scrubbed in that nurse is called the scrub and there's also a scrub tech there's like a whole team of people depending on their surgery but so he's like has a very physical you know there are times where he's moving and lifting unconscious people all the time which is a very hard thing to do because they're just you know limp weight (laughs) yeah prepping patients all kinds of sometimes all all kinds of ways i really wanted to make a joke if you listen to like three episodes ago we made we talked about what brandon Texted. Check and branding happened. Sometimes do some hair management on some patients before they can. You know, and that's fine. We all have body hair. It's got to yes. get rid of We got to get rid of it before we, we can. We got to escape that stuff. Yeah, it's just skin and hair, buttholes sometimes. But so he just kind of relies on that. And then, you know, he walks the dog in the morning and does that kind of thing. But I think both of us would benefit from having a real workout routine back in our lives. I've sort of like moonlighted as someone who has a workout routine a few times in the last couple. I've moonlighted like for like a couple of weeks at a time or a couple months at a time, I'll like get into a groove and then life happens. But yeah, all that to say, I am sort of like feeling nostalgic about Murph. I'm feeling nostalgic about Murph. I'm feeling like I miss picking up a barbell this morning. I did a little bit of weights, um, you know, just sort of like a Peloton workout with weights. And I'm just like, oh, I kind of miss the group. I know the other thing I miss, and I feel this a lot when I'm doing taekwondo um which i can talk about our latest belt promotion yes what i miss about being someone who does crossfit a lot is like you have just that elevated baseline of fitness where being told or like finding yourself in a situation where you have to do something sort of like exerting is not that hard totally you can just take it out and you don't like have to think twice about it and i oftentimes like if we're sitting in we're doing a belt test and like okay you got to do 70 push-ups like that's freaking hard for me and not to say that i could have just like dropped and given you 70 push-ups when i was doing crossfit regularly but I wouldn't have like been sore for days. Exactly. And I wouldn't have been like really struggling <laughs> to get that. Yeah. This weekend we were moving a bunch of rocks and things that were kind of like around the deck. And my dad had found when he was digging to to build the foundation, he found this huge boulder that was just like under the dirt. And so they had to wrap a chain around it. <laughs> and then my dad pulled it with the truck. <laughs> but we had to also move it and they wanted to move it towards this rock bed for this garden. And we were kind of all getting around it. And in my mind, I was like, oh, it would be really good if I was working more on deadlifts these days. Or I remember a few years ago when we were moving our treadmill, we had to like move it because we were getting the floors redone. So we had to move the treadmill into the hallway. And I remember Scott and I were trying to do this together. And you know, sometimes when you're doing something together to move something, it's like impossible because you have to communicate like almost every move you're making. Like, what are you doing? Okay, do I lift now? Like you have to- And you just start shouting pivot out of- Yeah, and then you just like get mad at each other. 
like nothing makes us fight faster than moving something together. Like we'll pick something up. He's like, no, this way. I'm like, no, this way. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm going to drop it. So I remember one time when we were doing that, I got so angry because he's like, we can't move it this way. And I was like, screw you. And I lifted the entire thing myself. And that was, like, <laughs> it was like that. It was like this Herculean rage just came out of me and I just lifted the entire thing. Instead of like, you know how they talk about like moms lifting cars off their babies? Yes. Instead of yeah. that, you just like were filled with so much annoyance for your husband. Yeah. <laughs> you were just over. And I moved right. the entire thing myself and I was just like, Rah! and he just looked at me like, I cannot believe that just happened. And he was like, That's okay, amazing. all right. <laughs> but I had that good baseline of fitness and that is why. Ugh. I know. I miss it. I feel like I've been talking a lot about how I miss it. I need to just figure out how to make it happen. I kind of <sighs> do too. Maybe that yeah. should be like a, the rest of the year we make a focus yeah. of like trying to get back into it somehow. I just need to make sure that I don't kill myself. And yeah, like, that's, I don't have that problem. Like, I don't myself. have to worry about overdoing things like flat switch flipping, but I know you do. But that mm-hmm, can be your, mm-hmm. it can be your um, mental health goal too. Totally. New joy, new CrossFit mm-hmm. membership. Would you go back to the same gym? I totally would. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. Maybe I'll reach out to them. We can Maybe I'll it. see if they're doing Murph today. Just, yeah, just show up. Today. Just like just show, just out of the join, gate, just your first. Not even like, because <laughs> like, you know they're running the mile like around Sloan's. Just like join the kind of, you know, run into just the middle. Just pop in. Yeah, just join the pack. Just and merge. Finish. And then be like, everyone, like, who are you? Like, what? I've been here this whole time. Oh, my gosh. I saw a guy that you I used to work out with in our morning classes at, the Colfax 10 miler. And I was at the finish line and I don't know, Paul and his wife, Jackie, they were just the cutest, you know, like those couples where you're just like, oh my gosh, you guys are so cute. He was like, Joy, Joy called my name. And I couldn't tell who he was because he had all this gear on and sunglasses. And then so he could tell that I didn't know who he was. He like took all of his like hat and glasses off. And I was like, oh my gosh, Paul. I was like, it was so good to see you. And then it just kind of made me nostalgic too. And I don't know, maybe it's time to like, rethink some things. I also think like the pandemic just like made me shut down from going to a gym mentally. And then when I was unemployed, I was like, couldn't really afford the gym membership. And and I can. But sometimes it feels like, you know how, okay, so you know, like we were girls gone wad forever and ever. And so I think there's like, there's this like weird disconnect of like, I've put that chapter behind me. Yeah. And so you're like going back yeah. to it feels like hypocritical because sometimes we talk a lot of shit about it. And I so don't I know. Feel like I don't feel like, I feel like we have always been, well, first of all, I think it's fine to still participate in something that you are not like 110% on board with when you're like, I mean, I think we've talked about that where it's like, where does cancel culture come in? Like at one point is across the line of being fair where you feel like it's unethical for you to like have mixed emotions and still participate. Mm-hmm. When it comes to this, to CrossFit, I think the thing that has been CrossFit saving grace in the last three years and that we've always really acknowledged is like the CrossFit HQ, the CrossFit van is very different and has always been very different from from the individual mm-hmm. um, affiliates. Yeah. And that, you know, they're not completely separate, but they're, that every gym is different and that like you can find a wonderful gym, you can find a wonderful affiliate yeah, who is very welcoming, who is, mm-hmm. you know, has the values that you want to see in the world. Does that imply a tacit agreement with CrossFit HQ methodology and ideology? I mean, 
Kind of. I think they've also, I don't know. I haven't followed them that much in the last couple of years, kind of because of that. Cause I was just like, you know, what? I don't need to worry about this anymore. And yeah. I know there are still some like folks in the CrossFit van who we really don't agree with or really would not like to run into on the street. I mean, I would probably lift up another treadmill. Yeah. Just with rage. rage because of that person. <laughs> There's really just the one. There's a lot of other people who I would be thrilled to see. Thrilled to see. Thrilled. The majority of them, I would be thrilled to see. Majority. Yeah, that's true. Current and former CrossFit HQ folks yeah. who I would be yeah. really thrilled to see. We like need Jimmy. to do like some throwback, like Jimmy, yeah. some throwback, like reunion. We, we do a reunion, a reunion episode or something. That'd be fun. I also just think that like, if I think back to 10 years ago, that now would be the time to do a reunion episode. But if I think back that's to 10 years ago, good point. I just think about the fact that CrossFit is still kind of the only type of working out of like exercise that I've ever found where I think like, oh, I wish I still did that. You know, of mm-hmm. all the other things that I've tried since then, I'm not like, oh, I really miss F45. Like I love, I like yeah, yeah. a lot. Or I'm not like, oh, I really miss, you know, working out at Gold's Gym by myself with my like hungry fitness membership. Like I enjoyed the hungry fitness <laughs> yeah. membership when I had yeah. it, but I don't like yeah. time for it. Yeah, exactly. No, that's a really good point. I think there's kind of like what we talked about was with what happened when CrossFit kind of took a turn for, I don't know, when everything happened with Greg Glassman and just all of the stuff that was going on politically in our world. I think that was also a time when we felt like we just were transitioning lives ourselves. But now I think it is like with anything, you take the good parts and you take the things that work for you. But I think where I always go back to is, am I participating in like a larger organization that I don't want to be giving my money to? You know what I mean? Like that's the part is, especially with the political climate, the way that it is now, we don't have room to make pick and choose those decisions, at at least for me, like I feel very strongly about where I put my time and energy, because I don't want to live in like the half and half world, like I want to be full force in supporting the things that I believe in versus like making excuses for the things where I'm like, well, this I can pick and choose this will serve me because I love the CrossFit community. And I love it does well for me. But I don't like the greater organization. I don't know. It's kind of like, um, what do they call it? Cafeteria Christians or cafeteria, whatever, like where you kind of pick and choose. Right? Yeah. So that's kind of where I, I get I personally get conflicted about it. So but maybe, it, you know, on the devil's advocate, you could also say, but if it's making you happy, you're putting goodness into the world. But I'm like, well, and again, I, I like I will go back to the, the affiliate side of that of like, well, you know, you're Fair, yeah, yeah, affiliate, yeah. you're supporting like these, these communities. So I think that it's it is a tricky question. I think I honestly think that there is more room in our lives for a little less black and white thinking when it comes to that. I think that's how we get really divided is by only ever choosing things that are like 100% aligned with our values. Like it's just not possible to live your life that way. I think that that is, I'm not like saying, you know, go out and compromise your values all the time. But I think that there, as I'm saying this, I'm like, maybe CrossFit also is not like the best example of this. But I think in our lives, there could be more opportunities for a little bit of gray area action to where it's like, you don't have to wait until something is 100% aligned before you can sort of like be a part of that community. And maybe because then if you do that, then the communities that you're not aligned with are only ever going to have folks in there that align with those, you know, 100% with those values. And it just like gets more and more amplified versus Mm -hmm. being someone who's like, you know what, I don't really like X, Y, and Z, or I don't agree with X, Y, and Z about this group, but I'm still going to be a part of that group because my side of the story is important too. And I just, Mm -hmm. you know, not like 
setting yourself up in a world where you're only ever hearing and seeing and being a part of opinions and stories that exactly look like yours. Like think of Will Lanier and creating Outwad, really trying to put that. I mean, remember when they had Outwad in the middle of the CrossFit Games and they we were like so excited because it was just like CrossFit HQ has never been like outwardly supportive of. Yeah, right. And I think that's the thing is like if, well, and I. Underrepresented communities. I was at this um, last week I did, I went to this corporate summit for the Conservation Alliance. If you guys don't know, the Conservation Alliance is a national organization that brands can join that basically it becomes like a collective lobbying force for the outdoor industry in Washington. So they'll say, okay, you know, REI and North Face and whatever. If you join us, then we can go to Washington and say, hey, these are our priorities and big economic players like REI and the North Face, et cetera, agree with us. And if you are going to you know, make rulings about public lands access or climate, like water, whatever, these very large brands are worried that that's going to impact their bottom line. And so that's when you know political folks can kind of – that can really move the needle in areas – like climate and public lands access, where a lot of people are arguing for things that are a little bit less tangible and not any less important, but things like, oh, the access and beauty. And it's a little bit easier to say, okay, but this would have XYZ impact on this brand's bottom line. Summary of the Conservation Alliance. I was at their summit. Something I found really interesting was one of the panels was about the Bristol Bay Pebble Mine issue, which if you guys don't know what that is, Bristol Bay is a bay in Alaska where over half of the world salmon go through this bay every single year to move up into the tributaries to, of Alaska to spawn. There was a mine that was proposed in the watershed of this bay that had estimated up to a trillion dollars worth of golden minerals within the mine over 15 plus years. And the community of Bristol Bay basically came together and was able to get the EPA to block this mine, which was a really big deal because the mine is on state land. And normally the EPA, which is a federal agency, doesn't say anything about state land, especially in states like Alaska, who, which are very, very like states' rights. So something I found was really interesting is that the two people on the panel or three people on the panel were some of the kind of original like grassroots organizers who worked with the communities, started this, this campaign and stuck with it from day one all the way through for 15 plus years. And something they said was, you know, we had brands come to us and say, because it started out during the Obama administration. And they said, you know, we had brands come to us and say, we will support, we support you. We don't support the mine. We want this watershed to, you know, to remain protected, but you cannot put our name on any document where you're saying nice things about Obama effectively. You know, like these more conservative, like hunt and fish type of brands. And they said, at first we thought, well, if you're not completely with us, then you then we don't want you. But ultimately we realized, you know what, like we we just need all the support we can get. If that's the line that they say not to cross, then fine. And then when Trump became president, those brands are the only brands that could get a meeting in Washington. They would not even meet with, a, you know, they wouldn't meet with the Conservation Alliance. They wouldn't meet with the Bristol Bay, like environmental advocates. They wouldn't meet with these like more liberal brands. This is not an apples to apples comparison of like being a part of different communities in your community or different organizations in your community. But I think it was just a great, a good moment where I realized we are often very quick to say like, hey, if I don't hundred, if you don't one hundred percent agree with what I'm doing, or if I don't one hundred percent agree with it, what you're doing, then I'm not going to engage. But I felt like it was an interesting moment of realizing like there is a, a lot of value to allowing things into your life that, as long as they agree with kind of the core of what you're working towards. Insert analogy here for whatever that is in your life. There can be value 
in having players from kind of all across the spectrum. It was a very interesting summit. I learned a lot. Speaking of conservation though, let's take a quick break and talk about our favorite sponsor, Ned, who we love. And we know that they are very dedicated to the environment. And that is one of the reasons that we love them a lot. That's one of the reasons I love them a lot. You guys know that I'm a big nerd when it comes to the environment. So great though. It's like, it's it's always educational. We learned so much from that. We appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that you appreciate it. I just ordered some new, uh, my newer order, like a latest order of Mellow because I was realizing that I really miss the feeling of drinking Mellow during the day of just like, it really has an instant calm. Uh, I do love the Shut I Chai, but sometimes at night, if I drink too much, I'm up all night peeing, so I have to be careful. So I drink the Mellow throughout the day. I do take the Sleep Blend at night. It is the best. And when you're sleeping, you're not like, you know that feeling where you get groggy. It just like lulls you into a really peaceful sleep. We just love their products so much. Everyone can find something on their website. They have this really great find what product would be best for you. They have bundles. They have all sorts of like, there's a membership that you can get where you can get samples of new products, but also you can kind of get like on a recurring shipment for the things that you want and use all the time. And then you get an ongoing discount if you do that. Everything about Ned, we just really love. And we know that you're going to find a product that you love and it is just going to become part of your routine. And it's going to be like the most soothing, relaxing part of your routine. 60 day risk-free trial. So if you have not tried anything from Ned yet and you're just not quite sure, you can order it. And if you don't love it for any reason, you can return it for a full refund within 60 days. So many reasons to love Ned. And last but not least, of course, the best reason to love Ned is that they support our podcast and they have been huge supporters of us since their brand was less than a year old. Go to helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash joy, J-O-Y, or use discount code joy for 15% off your order. We really love them. We love all their products. I use the Daily Blend 750 milligram concentration every single day. Joy uses the Sleep Blend. You know we love the magnesium products. And you know we love the chapsticks. So check them out. Thank you for supporting the brands that support our podcast. Something really quick that I wanted to talk about this week. And then we have another mm-hmm. bigger thing we're going to talk about with our 10-year anniversary, which is like now. I know. Much. It really is. Is somebody wrote in on Instagram and was curious about how I vetted my tattoo artist. And I thought this was a great topic because I know a lot of folks um, are curious about my tattoos and sometimes don't even realize that I have so many tattoos, especially this time of year when all of a sudden I start wearing short sleeves and I like walk into the office and I'm just like, oh my God, you have like two full sleeves almost. So if you didn't know that about me, I do. I have, I have a, my left arm is a full sleeve and my right arm is my whole lower arm from my elbow down. And then like one additional kind of tattoo, like right at my elbow. And then I have my like critters on my leg and I have some tattoos on my torso. Like I have a lot of tattoos and it didn't really occur to me that I was like a heavily tattooed person until somewhat recently. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, I am like a heavily tattooed person. I see Rochelle Lyons in Arvada. She has a shop called Zenith Tattoo. If you're local, she's great. She's a little bit hard to get in the books, but she is more approachable than she comes across on Instagram in my experience, which I've been seeing her since 2016. So I think like to think I have a good amount of experience with her. She definitely has had some struggles over the past couple of years. And I know there are a lot of people who had to go through some tough, like she kind of dropped off the map and ghosted a lot of people around this time last year. She's having some mental health struggles. That is so hard. I really empathize with her. I mean, I, I empathize with people who were like, hey, I put a deposit down and waited four months and then I showed up and she wasn't there. But I also empathize with someone who their job is to, you have to be physically present. And like, if you go through something, that's just is, you know, there's no, like, you can't call someone in to, to be, to cover your shift as mm-hmm. a tattoo artist, right? Mm-hmm. So, but if, 
The other person I see who does my critters, who I really love, is named Claudia Marzano. I think her Instagram is Claudia Mars. And she's at a spot in in Boulder called Love You Tattoo, which I've also seen Emmy at Love You Tattoo. And that studio is also really wonderful. It's all women, super like welcoming, fun, safe space. Really recommend that studio as well if you're local. Love You Tattoo. But if you're not local and you're like, great, things a lot clear, my recommendation if you're looking for a tattoo artist, first of all, of course, like follow their Instagram, find out if they, if you like their style. I have definitely, I have other tattoos from earlier in my life where I didn't do as much vetting and I've never had a terrible experience. But one thing I've learned personally is that I'm going to be a lot more comfortable if it's a female tattoo artist. It just feels like having somebody that close to your body, handling your body for that long, sometimes multiple sessions that are each several hours long. I'm just going to be, you know, small, small talk. Like I'm just going to be a little more comfortable for me personally, if it's a woman, I have had great male tattoo artists as well, but I've just never felt quite as comfortable. I think the other thing you can do is to stop by the tattoo shop that they work at and just get a sense for the vibe. Like some tattoo shops are really bro-y and that can be a turnoff if it's, if it's an environment that you're going to have to be in for several, several hours, potentially exposing parts of your body you know, laying there with your shirt up or whatever. So stop by the tattoo shop and get a sense like if that's an environment where you could feel safe. And then if you're looking to get a lot of work done by someone, what I did with Rochelle, and I didn't do this on purpose, but looking back, it really worked out. I started with a smaller tattoo. And the first tattoo I ever got from her was just like one little kind of clump of flowers on the back of my forearm. The thing was maybe about the size of like a dollar bill, maybe a little bit wider. Then over time, maybe two or three years later, I got the rest of that lower arm. And then three years later, you know, I got, I started talking to her about my sleeve. So I didn't go straight for a sleeve from an artist that I had never worked with. I think that was really helpful for me to know. Like I know exactly what I'm getting into. I know what it's like to be tattooed by her. I know the vibe. I know her work. I've seen this work on my body now for the first tattoo I got from her was when Miles was one. So I've had this for almost seven years. It's held up, you know, like it looks good on my skin. Like this is a part of my body that gets a lot of sun exposure. So I know that her work really holds up. And then I think if you have the ability, if you have friends who are tattooed, typically speaking in a community, there's not a lot of, you know, like the tattooing world I think is fairly small. And so if you have friends that are tattooed, ask around, ask like, hey, have you worked with this artist before? Or if you know any tattoo artists, ask them like, hey, have have you worked with this artist before? Have you ever met them? What are they like? Do you think I would like them? I think ultimately like don't be afraid to really, really lean in and vet someone. Like I think tattooing, being tattooed can see be seen as like a little bit impulsive or like, oh, I, I don't care. And it's just a little bit like, like I don't give a crap of like anything or anybody. I'm just going to go get it tattooed. But that's not really like the landscape of tattooing anymore. And artists understand, good artists in my opinion, understand they need to create a safe space and they need to be approachable and they need to be respectful. And if you walk in and somebody's not taking your ideas, not taking your feedback, they're not willing to listen to you, they're being pushy about your design, feel free to leave. Honestly, I think that that's something I have never experienced, but I've heard of friends who've gone in and been like, I had this idea for design. By the time it was drawn up, they had like taken their own idea so much farther. And granted, like the caveat here, the huge caveat here is that sort of like a good hairdresser. Sometimes if you go into the, I don't know if anybody else's experiences, but if you go to like a hairstylist who you trust and you say, can I have this cut? And they say, mm, that's not going to look good on you. That's a different situation. Like if a tattoo artist says, hey, this tattoo idea that you have is not going to look good in the placement that you want it or, you know, it's too small or whatever, like take that feedback. Like they are experts in the area. And so I'm not saying like, 
a tattoo artist should never have opinions of what you're doing. But if they push you to a place where you're not comfortable or they don't listen to you and it's not a two-way conversation, like that's a red flag. That's my very long monologue about how to find a tattoo artist. It kind of reminds me too, like you said, the comparison with the hairstylist. I watched the entire new season of Queer Eye and watching Jonathan Vadness talk about hairstyles with people. It was very clear how he could tell people who were like hanging on to parts of their either their facial hair or their head of hair hanging on to it for the wrong reasons and he would push them in a way that was like they're going to be okay like they have to trust me versus oh if I do this they're going to be really freaked out like, like I he remember, really taps yeah. into that it's really like one of one guy had like this horrible facial hair it was like kind of like that half grown out where it's like it's just a half-assed attempt at facial hair. And the guy's like, can I keep this? He's like pointing to his mustache and Jonathan Van Ness is like, absolutely not. Like, it's well, going I, like, goodbye. There's two <laughs> examples of that particular of Queer Eye that I think of where like one of them is one of the very, very early seasons, maybe the first season, there was a high school teacher who had like this wild mullet and the back of her mullet was so long. And she went in and she was like, I want to keep the length. And he's like, honey, there's no length. This is a mullet. We have yeah. to cut it short. Versus uh, one of the other, I think last season, there was the woman who wore a wig. You could tell yes. that she was like, so would have been in the red zone out of her comfort zone if they had pushed her. And yes. immediately he was like, okay, no problem. We will style your wig. Like, I'm not going to push you. Yeah. And knowing that difference. And I think there is a huge component of that with a tattoo artist where it should be a two-way conversation and they should respect like if you're not willing to be pushed and also it's up to the tattoo artist they are also able to walk away if you're like sure i want this tattoo in this location and i'm not compromising it's a very different situation at the same time than a haircut because it's on your body forever i know of tattoo artists who are who have told stories of turning down work because they're like that's what that person wanted and they weren't willing to compromise and it was going to look bad and it wasn't going to heal well yeah and they're going to walk around for the rest of their life and someone's going to say where'd you get that tattoo and they're going to say my name and i'm not willing yeah like yeah this crappy tattoo. Yeah, that's a forever thing. You can't say like with hair. Yeah. Hair like grows back, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And like, I respect that too about about an artist who's like, hey, I'm not here to tell you what to do, but I'm not going to put that tiny tattoo in that place because it's just going to like blend together within five years and look terrible or whatever the case may be. They also have the right to say, okay, well, if that's what you want, then please go find a different artist. Right. So a fun thing coming up is our 10-year anniversary, which is- 10 years. That's a huge deal. We started podcasting around 10 years ago, like early June. We released our first couple episodes in early July of 2013. We, as you guys know, for a while, we're going to do a trip. Couldn't just quite land on what we felt like would be a good trip. And the hard thing about a trip is like, it would have been really fun for like 10 people. When we used to do trips with under 30 experiences, something that was really hard is that they always sold out really quickly. And a lot of people ended up feeling left out. And we also don't have like an agency that we work with anymore because under 30 stopped doing custom stuff. And so we don't really have the bandwidth to take on planning like a huge group trip. It's a ton of work. So we decided not to do a trip. We've, we're maybe going to do an event in Denver, but like we still couldn't quite think of something that was like going to be all encompassing enough. We just kind of kept chasing our tail with it and we dropped. Yeah, we still may. I mean, we, we got nothing but time, you know, we got, we got we're time. still doing we're this podcast. <laughs> 
So something we have decided to do is that we are going to do a video mini series where we're working with this wonderful videographer who we use. If you guys remember when we moved to switch to Girls Gone Wild or switch away from Girls Gone Wild to join Claire at the beginning of 2020, that summer we did like a little video series about ourselves. And so we're using that same videographer. She's so wonderful based in Denver. And we are going, the concept is that we're going to create a handful, like three to five to start out with short videos, interviewing women, like everyday women. And the premise is basically, you know, we always say if you had told us 10 years ago that we never, that we would have had a podcast or we podcasted every single week for 10 years, we probably never even would have started. We wouldn't have believed you. We never would have thought we'd gotten this far. And so we want to talk to other women and say, okay, what have you accomplished in the last 10 years that you never in a million years would have believed that you would do? If somebody 10 years ago had sat you down and said, hey, you're going to accomplish this thing, you would have just been like, "Mm, rolled your eyes. We're really, really excited about this because I think a lot of times we just hear these like big audacious success stories. You know, you see like the Forbes top 100 list or whatever. You see like all these people, all these humongous, or you listen to how I built this and it's like, oh, I built a unicorn company from this idea that I had when I was like driving down the road one day. And you don't really hear from normal women. And that's really the reason we created our podcast in the first place was just like to provide more female perspective. Yeah. Female voices in the the space. And so it's kind of like, the summation of everything that we started with is we wanted to put more female voices in the space and really wanted to talk to or wanted to not only interview women, but just be the women in the space. And so now we're wanting to do something that's kind of like celebrating that, that those that 10 years of work every single week, recording sometimes more, giving a voice to women who have done something similar and not just like these famous I guess what you would say is like high success stories where it just doesn't feel relatable to the everyday woman. Like I see that and then I see that like that feels so far away. So we want to have people who are just like, oh, yeah, I can totally relate to that person and inspire people. And even if it's like, hey, 10 years ago, if you would have told me I was going to take up skateboarding, I never would have thought about it. And now here I am with this like cool community of women in their 50s who skateboard, like whatever the case, you know, we want these more approachable stories. Because I also think that when you have these really huge stories, it can feel it can create the same exact moment that we're trying to avoid of like, well, yeah, you were able to do that. But if you told right. me I was going to do that in 10 years. Right. Where I'm thinking about, like, for the folks out there who have read the book Big Magic, the stories in that book where she talks about, like, hey, I know all these people who they're not trying to make this their whole personality. They're not trying to make this their job. They're not trying to go to the Olympics. But they did kind of wake up a morning and realize, like, one of the first examples she uses in that book, if you haven't read it, it's by Liz Gilbert. Highly recommend. It's a great listen on audiobooks. She does a really good job narrating it. I'm not usually like an audiobook lover, and I love this audiobook I listen to every year. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should re-listen to that. And she did a good podcast, too. She did a good, she did a good like, accompanying podcast with it. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. One of the first stories is about her friend who had been like a competitive figure skater in her teens and got really burnt out on it and quit. And then in her 40s, was like, you know what? I haven't had that feeling of just like joy and creativity that I used to get from figure skating. I'm going to take figure skating back up. She wasn't trying to be competitive. She just was truly trying to have that feeling of joy and creativity back in her life. And so at 40, she just like started going to the open ice at five in the morning at her local rec center or whatever. And now she ice figure skates twice a week and that's it. There's no means to this end. Like it's not like, oh, I have this big goal. The goal is just to do it. And so those are the types of stories we're looking for. And this is maybe where you guys come in, which is that 
we're going to start, I think, first trying to find some folks who are local just to kind of see in the Denver area, Mm -hmm. just to see, is this going to work out the way we want? And then we're very willing to travel to Mm -hmm. find the right stories and interview the right people. If you're a person like this, that would be amazing. If you have your own story where you're like 10 years ago, you know, maybe you started a business. Maybe you didn't even start. Maybe you just took up something unexpected mural and painting. it took you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now, or you made flowers for your friend's wedding five years ago and now you like have a little side gig, or now you just every week, like floral design has become a passion of yours. Like we are almost truly not even looking for like the huge unicorn stories. We just want to hear from normal women, average women, the every woman about. If somebody said 10 years ago, if it, is there something like if somebody had told you 10 years ago that you were going to achieve that now is just like part of your life, what would you have not believed to be true about yourself? If you know someone like that, if that is you, please email us. Or nominate somebody and tell them so they aren't surprised when we reach out to them. <laughs> Mackenzie in the chat says, what about personal growth stories? And I love that. I think that that is also very relevant. We honestly still are not really sure exactly, like we're still very open to all angles of this question. Yes. Yeah. And you know, even if it's like 10 years ago, I never would have believed you if you had told me that I was going to become this confident person who was going to put themselves out there. I think that's just as inspiring as saying I took up this hobby that I never would have imagined. I think it sometimes can be a little bit easier to tell a story that's based around an activity that I think can feel a little bit more because it's more like distinctive of like, I took up this hobby, but we're open to the whole gamut. Lindsay says, and as an add-on series, Joy and Claire learned the things they thought of trying for the past 10 years. Roller skating, lion taming, then they eat, pray, love, and junk in a jungle somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually a great idea. I would Sounds love like an a um, bear grill series. <laughs> yeah. For- middle-aged women. Well, I think <laughs> I think the other piece that Claire and I have been talking about, and we'll go into this more as like we move along, is this video series is a celebration of everything we've done over the past 10 years, and also a celebration of our audience, and really to give back, I guess, in a way of putting more female voices out there and also inspiring people through a video series, which is a great avenue, something we've really never done. People have asked for YouTube videos of our podcast, and so this is a way for us to kind of deliver on that in a more creative way. I mean, Megan's videos are amazing and beautiful. And she's such a talented creator that I think that this is going to be a really uh, awesome project to celebrate all of that. But that we really also want to use this kind of as like this launching, like the next 10 years of what we want to create from this podcast, we want to continue to evolve and create content that's helpful. And I think that our listeners have been so dedicated and supportive from the Girls Gone Wild days and transitioning to something new and kind of watching us evolve and grow. And that's uh, that's been really, that's been hard in some areas, at least for me, because when we were doing Girls Gone Wild, it was like really focused and it was really, it was a niche and it was something that was, people knew what to, to what they were getting when they came to Girls Gone Wild. Like they knew that it was like, oh, this is a CrossFit podcast or whatever. And so now that we had to evolve, we're not going to be the same people over 10 years. I don't know many people who've done a podcast weekly for 10 years. That experience that we wanted to evolve and grow into something else has kind of given us the space over the past few years of doing This Is Joy and Claire to be like, all right, so now what are we going to do next? Like, what are we going to do that's kind of more focused and more niche that isn't so, you know, I think we kind of needed some breathing space after Girls Gone Wild. So this is also a way for us to kind of like get creative on that. Right. After a couple years of just like talking about literally whatever we want, which we always yeah. sort of doing on Girls Gone Wild, but at least with a little bit more of a focus of how can we kind of bring this back 
and make it like kind of put a point on it. If you have ideas also for like what you'd love to see in that, even if it's mm-hmm. not a nomination or mm-hmm. your own personal story, just thoughts about that project. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. We always love to get your emails. All right, guys. Well, I think that's about it for us this week. Happy June. Almost halfway through 2023. Time to set some end of the year goals. No, we're not. We hope that for all those of you who um, summer break is part of your life, that summer break is off to a good start. Miles's last day of school was last week in Colorado, at least in this part of Colorado. They get out pretty early, but they also go back pretty early. Like he'll go back mid-August, which seems silly. I wish that they did like mid-June to mid-September. It's been really rainy here and almost like chilly. So like we have yet to have a really hot day, which knock on wood, I do not want a hot day to be clear. I This is my ideal weather. I would like to live in a climate where it never gets above 75. Please and thank you. <laughs> But all you need is a light jacket. All I need is a light jacket. I just want a light jacket. I just want to be able to wear pants, which I understand that this feels like blasphemy to some people where I'm like, I just never want it to get so hot that I can't be wearing a sweater. But that's how I feel. Not a thick sweater. Just like a little little hoodie um, or cardigan. I really love not being hot. It is not hot yet. And so it doesn't really quite feel all the way like summer. So for those of you out there, I hope you're enjoying the beginning of summer if you have it. And we will talk to you next week. You can find us on Instagram at joyandclaire underscore. You can find us at joyandclaire.com. Hi, Evie Joan. You got me some water. Thank you. Evie just brought me another beverage. Oh, thank you. Okay. Just a little... Well, hi from Evie. And you can email us. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.